Thank you so much for joining me. I am very excited to be having this conversation here today, specifically because I have a very unique perspective on this. For those of you who are on my um, clubhouse chat, we're going to be talking specifically today about client injuries. So this will be episode 27 on my podcast. We're going to have a really interesting conversation um, just because this is not occurring more, but I feel that there's a big shift in understanding when it comes to client injuries, especially when it's caused by the esthetician. So many of you know, I've been a partner with ASCP um, insurance since I have been an esthetician. I'm on my 19th year. Next year will be my 20th year. I always am um, talking about them. I actually am an ASCP partner, which means I refer pretty much everyone who's looking for insurance to go directly um, to ASCP. You can click my picture, get to Instagram, and in my link tree, I have a $20 uh, discount. If you decide to sign up with me, you just click the link. But we're going to go and really have conversations specifically about client injuries. So today, um, I have someone who had reached out to me from TikTok. So if many of you don't know, I've gone viral on TikTok three times. I've gone viral on Instagram twice. Um, most of them talking about my experiences as a Brazilian waxer and the viral videos are injuries. So I spoke about a Brazilian wax female injury, and then I also spoke about a male injury. So this woman contacted me today because she has, has um, had a Brazilian wax and the labia tore um, inch and a half, which is a pretty significant tear. So she went to the hospital, the doctor kind of dismissed her, just told her to take some antibiotics, just apply it multiple times a day, it should go away. That was two weeks ago. She reached out to me this morning and said, is there any way that you can help me? And I found it really, really interesting because she was not as concerned with her um labia as she was trying to figure out if she was going to sue this person. So I spoke with her and said, you know, I don't think it should be something that you should focus on suing right now. What I do think that you should do is look at healing because if you are two weeks post care and the tear has not healed, you're more than likely going to have infection that's going to start. She's like, well, my doctor dismissed me. So I told her, I said, so why are you not going to a plastic surgeon that specializes in labiaplasty? She's like, oh, I really just didn't think about that. I said, well, I have experienced <laughs> a situation, not a labia tear, but I do know um, how labiaplasty works and plastic surgeons who specialize in labiaplasty um, do a really great job, even in the event that the labia is damaged and or it needs to just be um, changed. Uh, the situation I had was a little bit different, but I do know that there are plastic surgeons that specialize in labiaplasty. So, you know, why don't you make an appointment, do a consultation and see what they say? I said, but you need to address the fact that this wound has not healed in two weeks. So you're more than likely going to have some kind of infection. You need to address that or you're going to be forced to address it in an emergency room and they're not going to have a plastic surgeon and they're just going to stitch you up and it's not going to be to your liking. So, um, those are your two options. Either you do it voluntarily or you do it where you have the choice of figuring out exactly how you want to go about it. And so she's like, thank you so much. I haven't gotten help, but I am concerned because I do want to sue this esthetician. And I'm thinking, 
I understand that you want to sue the esthetician, but I do think that you need to figure out what is it that you should do first? And you always want to heal yourself first. So many of you guys saw the viral situation with the young man and the chemical peel that's still happening. I've done a couple podcasts on that as well. Um, I've given my opinions on that. But what I, what I don't quite understand as estheticians is that we don't, honestly, we don't know how to correct when we put ourselves in a situation where we injure a client. Now, none of us want to injure clients on purpose, okay? That's not ever our goal. We understand that. And, and we have to also understand that injuries happen. My concern, first and foremost, is always, are you understanding that when a client comes into your business and is not injured, but leaves your business injured, this becomes a different situation, right? It becomes a situation where you, as the esthetician, where you inflicted the damage, you have to correct it in some way. And avoiding it or ignoring it is never the right way right? We saw it play out with a gentleman that got the TCA peel. He wanted a refund. The esthetician didn't give it to him. He kept begging. He went viral because he went public on TikTok, went to the ER. We all know the story, right? Now we're coming to find out the esthetician licenses lapsed. She wasn't insured. All of these things, they're now coming to the forefront, right? The young gentleman now is doing laser treatments, which I have a feeling is a part of his plan for his lawsuit to just to define how much damages he's going to get. Is it permanent? That's basically what they're trying to figure out now, which is why they're going to laser. So, you know, we as estheticians have to have a plan for when injuries occur, no different than the plan that we have when we're doing corrective skincare and or waxing or any type of hair removal. Like we can't just assume that we're never going to have a client injury. And that's one thing that I've learned in my 19 years is that you can't assume that you're not ever going to damage anyone, which is why I've always been very open in this conversation. And I've very been very honest in this conversation to say that, yes, I have damaged clients. Yes, I have caused a client injury. Yes, I have tried to make it better or make amends with this specific client um, to correct the injury that I caused. And I say those, those situations and I talk about them publicly and I say those words specifically because the client came to me with no injury I inflicted the injury. They left my business injured. So we have to really kind of be honest in that specific situation, whether it it was intentional or not, whether the client disclosed whatever they were supposed to disclose to us or not, even if the client lied, they still walked from my business injured. And I think that's where we have to really keep our perspective because it's easy for us to make excuses for what the client didn't do. We don't plan for injuries. And it's unfortunate that we don't plan with, for injuries because injuries happen. And this isn't blaming on what you didn't learn in beauty school or what you didn't learn on the job when you had your first job. I'm not even having those conversations. I'm literally stating that you could injure someone. And so you need to have a plan in the event you injure someone, right? Chemical peels are the number one issues that um, ASCP deals with as far as claims. Number two is Brazilian waxing. Those are the, and Brazilian waxing at the time that I did their presentation at, um, the Dallas show years ago, it was at 65,000 for their highest payout. So I'm assuming it's gone up from there. So, you know, we have to actually understand client injuries are a part of doing business. Our job is to have a client plan when we injure the client. 
And the reason I say that is because you see, and I have a very different vantage point, right? I have people that have been injured in my inbox asking what to do because they have not gone back to the esthetician because that relationship ended the moment they left their business injured, which we understand, right? But I think you also have to realize as well is you have to be open to accept that you could have possibly in the past caused someone to be injured as well. Because I love when I post in my two groups, I have the Waxing Estheticians on Facebook, and then I have Saberzill Wax on, on um, Facebook. And every now and then I'll randomly throw out, you know, something. And then someone will say, well, I never have done that. Or I have never. You're lying. Just because you're not aware of it does not mean you didn't know that you injured someone. So you can't say you've never injured someone. And the longer you're in this game, the more likely you've injured someone, right? So that's why I give a blanketed response. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I could tell you that, honey. I've had to cut wax out of people. I've snatched skin off of them. Um, you name it. You name it. I've done it. I understand. I know. I take the fault of it. And this is how I corrected it, right? Skincare. We all know. Um, and I, I got to really, I got to have a conversation with ASCP to specifically talk about the whole derm dermaplaning thing, because I know dermaplaning is becoming a lot more popular now. Um, and it's a blade. You know, you have some people that are heavy handed. You have some people that are going to scratch, you know, slice skin. You know, when I was first coming out of school, most of the injuries and facials outside of chemical peels were from the diamond tip um, and vacuum microdermabrasion because they did not know how to adjust the suction versus the pelt of either the um, baking soda and or the crystals. And so that streak people is called just you know, tiger striping. And so you could see where you stripped everybody's skin, right? Which was in turn an injury. So my question has always been, you know, what are you doing when you injure someone? What is your plan? Do you have a plan in your uh, SOPs. Do, well, let's start here. Do you have an SOP? Do we know what SOP is? Standard operating procedures. Do you have an SOP for when someone is injured in your business from a service? Because you need a plan of action, right? Um, you need to have steps to not over, not only over communicate, but to figure out how you can fix it. And if it's not something that's fixable, and you have to include medical then where you go from there. Because typically when you go that far, you have to include your insurance and, and let them know exactly what happened. Um, but some of us just don't have insurance either. And the insurance is, is something for the just in case, right? Those, those, that's the reason why we have insurance. And many of us don't take our insurance as serious as we should until we see someone else who caused an injury and it's gone public and we've been able to break it down and look at it. And then you realize that that person does not have insurance because it changes. You know, you may have a business and you may have business insurance. The minute you let it lapse, everything comes to you personally. So now it's you have injured someone, right? Um, and that can be costly, especially if you don't have the money to pay for the damages, especially if the damages become permanent. Like you got to protect yourself on multiple levels, the structure that you set your business up with, and then the insurance that you have to support that business structure, right? But if you don't take your insurance very serious and you don't understand why you should have it at all times and make sure that it's always 
active and it does not lapse and you pay to have that coverage for your just in case. It's sad to see when I see injuries on social media and we realize that those license, those either licenses have lapsed and or they have no insurance because now it becomes a personal situation. Business, you can definitely push it off to your insurance company and they handle it. When it's personal, they're coming after every asset that you have. And I always say, make amends, try to fix the problem. Every esthetician that has come to me where they've injured a client, my first response is always, do you have insurance? And my second response is, how are you going to fix this for them? Are you in the mindset and are you willing to fix it? Because if you're not willing to fix it, you're going to have more problems than if you don't try to fix it. I'll never forget this one esthetician came up to me at a trade show. And those of you who are on my podcast, you probably have heard this before, but she had um, injured a client that had been with her for a little bit. And they lived in a small town. So kind of everybody knew everybody. And she was like, "Um, I've been trying to call her and she's not taking my calls. And I said, sometimes the relationship that you have with that client after an injury is done. Like, are you aware that she may have decided to no longer communicate with you? She's like, yeah, but I wanted to make it right. Like I felt bad. And of course we feel bad when we injure a client, we want to try to do the right thing. I think for her, what broke her heart was she saw the woman in a grocery store and that woman did a 180 as soon as she saw her and left. (laughs) And she's like, it broke my heart because I felt that we had a great friendship and we were, you know, had a great business relationship and she just didn't let me fix it. And I had to like stop what I was doing because at trade shows, I'm always busy, busy, right? People are always pulling at me. And I looked at her and said, she knows that you're sorry, but for her, she's done with it. It was an injury to her. Her dealing with it is to no longer do business with you, no longer see you, act like she doesn't know you. That's her healing process. Yes, it hurts. But when she didn't return the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth call, she was done with you. She's like, I just, I just broke down. She just at the grocery store, she couldn't even look at me. And I said, you got to let, you got to understand. I said, and I, I say the same thing I said to you guys, she came into your business with no injury. She left your business injured. So you got to kind of, let's, let's just stay there. And she's like, oh yeah, you got to stay there because I understand the fact that you want to fix it. You want to help her. You want to give her stuff. You want to talk to her. You want to talk her through it. You want to see what she's thinking. I get that, but let's stay there because that's where she is. She's there. I came to you expecting to get what I needed, but I was injured and I left. I left your business injured. Um, you tried to call me to help, but you were the reason I was injured. I said, you, you, do you understand that now? She's like, yeah, I do. I do. And I said, I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of people who injure people. There's a lot of stuff we don't know. Clients don't tell us. They go on about their day. They may never come back. You may never know. I said, so you're not the only one. So please don't, don't do that. But you got to kind of put it into perspective, Right which is why you should definitely have. And this is another thing that I talk to people about, especially with our retail range, especially with hair removal. You got to have a product that you can put on in the event you injure someone. Our Ouch Bomb is our go-to, right? It's our go-to. 
You lift skin, ouch bomb. You, you, you break skin, ouch bomb. Uh, 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 they, they, you know, don't listen to you in the 48 hours and they go rub on somebody else, ouch bomb. It'll help with the chafing. Like ouch bomb is our go-to. So I always tell people, especially waxing, always keep ouch bomb in your business. You never know when you're going to lift skin, tear skin. You never know. You never know if they're on medication. You never know. You want that just in case product. And so I like to have these specific types of conversations because in our industry, we don't talk about clients being injured. We don't talk about how do you take a client through the process, the healing process when their skin is lifted? What is the process that we take clients through when that chemical peel that we thought their skin could tolerate didn't tolerate it? What is the process when a client responds to something we did and has an allergic reaction that goes on for days, not hours, but days? What is that process? What is the process of a client being on medication and it's, it's, it's an uh, issue with whatever we're doing to their skin? What is that process? Like we never take it down to the bare bones that point. What we like to do is we like to gloss over the injury but we want to throw products at them. And sometimes throwing products at a problem doesn't still solve the problem, right? So you got to kind of understand if this is happening with more than one client, this is happening on more than one occasion, every six, nine, 12 months, whatever. You got to take a step back and ask, what are you doing and what are you not asking? Because what I find with a lot of estheticians, they're great at doing client consultations when that first time client comes, they'll have them fill out the paperwork, right? You're going to sign your consent forms, right? But we don't even talk about any changes that occur. We don't ask for any changes that occur. We don't ask for any medications. We don't update anything. The one thing I can take away from working at the doctor, I had to chart and I had charts on every client because it was a medical office and the doctor wanted everybody everybody to chart because if anyone took that client and the, in the office, it was a patient. So anyone took that patient, you had to read their history before you decided exactly what you were going to do. If there's one thing that I learned from that office is that I could read other people's notes and interactions and have a better idea because every time that client came to the office, we knew what was going on. We reviewed their client consultation. We reviewed the medications. We asked, were there any changes? Did you have extended period times in the sun? Have you gone on vacation in the last two weeks? Like we had a whole questionnaire that we asked so that we could take notes on it. So in the event, this client decided to do a facial or they're going to do laser hair removal, or they were going to do Botox or any kind of injectable, they bought products, whatever it was already in their chart. So we had charts every day. I had to chart and I tried to chart at every client because, you know, when you get a lot of um, patients, your, your, your mind goes together. So I like to try to pay, uh, write in their chart while they were masking. Um, so that way I had it nice and fresh. But it was very refreshing to be able to see everyone's notes and changes that that patient had gone through because we were consistent in asking. So when I talk to estheticians and I say, OK, are you updating your client consultation form? Do you have notes on the back of that for any changes they may have gone through? And do you ask them for the changes? And I have lots of stories with this, especially with waxers that do brows, because they, in my opinion, are the worst at following up 
or asking questions or asking for changes in that client's skin. They think doing a brow wax won't cause an injury. And then I get the calls. I lifted someone. My first question is, did you have a client consultation or client consent form? No. Oh, okay. So why don't you have that? Is that not a part of your SOPs? No. Okay. So can we make that a part of your SOPs? Because an injury like that could go one or two ways, especially as close to the eye. So where is your standard operating procedures? And why do you assume just because you do brows, you're not going to injure someone? I've seen some gnarly stuff with brows. A matter of fact, there's a girl going viral on TikTok right now from a brow tent. And I have never seen a response like that. Um, I think she's in her seventh or eighth day. Her eyelids swole shut. Uh, her eyebrows are swollen. They're flaking. They're blistered. The hair is all gone. I mean, it's bad. I've never seen it this bad. I actually may post it in the group, um, in my say Brazil group. Um, but you have to understand injuries. You got to understand where you fall in line with injuries and where is your plan in the event you do injure someone. And if you don't have a plan, I'm not, you know, saying that you're wrong, but I think that you should have a plan if you don't have one, like your standard operating procedures should be specifically detailing what happens in the event of certain services that you do that where you could likely injure a client. You should have a procedure. You should have a way of being able to understand what to do and being consistent in what you do. Like we're going to do the same thing for any time we have an issue with a chemical peel. We're going to do the same thing anytime we have an issue with a wax service. We're going to do the same thing if we ever have an issue with brow tinting. Like you have to be so super specific in your plan of action so that when you are questioned, whether it's by an insurance company and or an attorney, if that ever happens, you now have an SOP, which is a procedure that you follow in the event the issue happens. What I have found with estheticians who have gotten themselves into legal problems is they have no SOPs, they have no client consent forms, they have no standard processes in the event there is an injury. So there's no record of anything in the event that the client comes back and says they were injured. Because then now you're not only having to fight that you didn't do it on purpose, but you're having to fight what it is that you actually did in this specific situation. And here's the thing. I don't just talk about SOPs just to talk about SOPs. I don't talk about client consent forms just to talk about them. Like there is a purpose as to why you need to have them. Another reason why I love ASCP, they provide you those forms for chemical peels, for hair removal service, for brow like all the things that you should have so that you are in accordance in the event something goes wrong. Because there are a lot of estheticians that are injuring clients. They're injuring them. And sometimes it's the lack of education. It's the lack of practical practice. It's the lack of understanding. It's the sometimes the ignorance in thinking that this won't harm someone because it didn't harm the people that you used on it up until this person. And then you get that one person and it just lights them on fire, right? That's how typically <laughs> in the past, a lot of estheticians have learned because it's the one client that you injure, not the whole clientele. It's just the one. And typically that one that is injured is an extreme. And that's where we have to really come 
to the point where we understand we don't have policies and procedures in place for injuries. We don't have a system for our client consultation forms, follow-ups, and or consent form, follow-ups, addendums, changes. We don't have a process for when a client is injured in our business. We don't have it. So it's easy for us to look at other people's injuries and be like, oh, man. But for some of us, it doesn't even jog that thought that what if it did happen in my business and would I be prepared to not only try to fix it, but to protect myself in the event that it goes beyond just me fixing it and now legal and insurance have gotten involved? Do I have those policies and procedures in place for the just in case? Or am I just flying by the seat of my pants? And then we see something happen to another esthetician and then it kind of jogs our memory like, oh, maybe we should have something in place. Because I I can guarantee you that when it does happen and you don't have it in place, you wish you would. And that was why I was such a stickler with my consent forms and updating my client consult forms, because the client's responsibility is not to figure out if they can get the service. It's our responsibility. We need to know what medications they're on. We need to know what they put onto their skin. We need to understand what's happening in their skin. It's not up to them. But our profession is so quick to blame the client for the situation of the guy that got burned. Well, he went to the doctor and he peeled his skin off. Clients peel their skin off, even if they don't go to the doctor. Most clients that are having chemical peels, that's what I did for the doctor. I did lots of of, uh, micro peels, microdermabrasion to chemical peels. I did that all day long. They would pick it off at home. That's not uncommon, but to blame the, to blame the client when the client came in to the business, okay, and left injured is something we have to get out of as a collective. The client was injured. That's it. End of statement, period, done. Was there protocols in place to fix it? No. Was there an offer to fix it? No. So we have to go back and go and and do it in reverse. We need to have SOPs, standard operating procedures, in the event of an injury from a chemical peel, in the event of an injury from a hair removal service, in the event of an injury of a um, machine-based service. So whether that's a microdermabrasion, a steamer. Um, I'll never forget um, ASCP when we used to do a lot of events together. We talked about some of their very extreme situations and steamer is high on the list as well. We all know if your steamer is clogged, if you don't clean it very often, if you're not using your vinegar to clean out all of the buildup and all that, it'll it'll start spitting. And um, there was a insurance claim that the client was spit. So from her forehead, all the way down to her decollete, all the way across to her shoulders, because she had one of those uh, spa, you know, where you put them around and, and you can see the shoulders out and everything, excuse me. So she was spit on all over her face. Those are all burns because we know that when the steamer spits out the big water droplets, they're very hot. It's no longer steam. Um, so any machine-based injury, microdermabrasion, steamer, um, mag lamp. I know that they had a story where mag lamp actually fell on a client, injured their face, cracked their nose, um, uh, sliced up their forehead. I mean, it was a really bad injury from a mag lamp. So we have to really start understanding that client injuries are not something that we expect, but we kind of have to plan for. 
We have to do the just in case. We have to go to the place of what happens if this happens. And we can't wait till someone else injures a client and we see the fallout and we see the craziness that happens for us to think this could happen to us. Because to be honest, you, if you've seen stuff like that, you really don't correlate it to your own business. You know why I know this? Because I see the responses in groups. Oh, I've never done that. You lie. I've never lifted a client lie. I can't believe this happened to a client. I never lie. You don't know it because a client probably never told you. But you can't say you never. This is one thing I, I'm, a very, I'm a very honest about. I will never say that I ain't never injured nobody. Oh, no, you'll never hear me say that ever. Um, I take my losses because <laughs> I know I have. <laughs> and, I, and I'm honest in that. And I think we need to be honest in it in a whole because for the amount of people that have reached out to me from damage from estheticians is scary. And the fact that the estheticians are not fixing it or at least following up with them is what really bothers me. You may not know how to fix it, but what's in the harm of following up to ask them how they are? especially if they came in fine and they left your business injured. So let's think about that. Start looking at SOPs. If you need a great SOP situation, um, Maxine Drake has a whole training on SOPs. I've talked about this a couple of different times. It's very extensive. Um, if you're interested in looking at ASCP in insurance, please check them out. They do have forms for you. They have client consultation forms. They have consent forms for different services as well. It's already made up for you. You don't have to make up your own. You literally change your name and your business, rob, you know, copy and paste, and then there you have it for your records. So let's start doing that. Those of you guys who are on my podcast, thank you so much for joining me. We're very excited for this episode. If you want to take any of our masterclasses, we're up to 12 masterclasses now. It's just 25 bucks a month. We do have our Esthetician Summit 2023 coming up April 17th through the 19th of 2023. Tickets go on sale for early bird December 1st. Thank you guys so much and we'll see you again.